quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're here. And um, we're going to talk about this idea of they aren't listening versus cooperation and what that actually means and how we can, maybe I can give you some ideas about getting some more cooperation. So I hear it a lot. Parents will say, and I've said it to myself, they aren't listening. They never listen. How do I get my kids to listen? Nobody's listening. Let's reframe this a bit. They definitely are listening unless they have a hearing issue, which you could always get checked. But usually when my parents do that, they find out their kids' hearing is just fine. But they're definitely listening, but they are not cooperating. It's what they're not doing. And what we really mean is they're not doing what I say. And we say listening. I don't know where this has come from. I think it's it came from school, maybe. Like, put on your listening ears. You know, everybody's listening. Because teachers will say that for directions. Maybe because I was a teacher. I think that. I don't know. If somebody knows where this comes from, please email me and let me know. Because I don't really know where it comes from. That they're not listening. Because they're listening. They're not responding. And they're choosing intentionally not to respond. Because they don't want to. They don't want to respond to you. They don't want to do what you say. And they're not going to without a fight sometimes if they don't want to. And a couple of things that are important to remember is that when connection's high, and I don't mean just connection to a parent or a caregiver, although that's extremely helpful, also connection to themselves. So if a kid is, you know, not connected to themselves, meaning their thinking brain's offline and they're not connected to us then it's really hard to get cooperation. It's really hard to ask somebody who's not doing well and not doing well in the relationship to do something for you. So think about it. Like if you have a relationship with somebody, like a romantic relationship with somebody and you guys are really fighting and you're not doing well, and then they ask you to do something for them, you're just like, oh, maybe you won't. Or maybe you put up a fight. or Maybe you do it half-assed. Or maybe you drag your feet too. And you have to be asked six times to do something. It isn't that you don't hear them 
or you don't understand that they've asked you, it's that you don't want to do it because you don't feel good about the person who's asking you to do it. You know, I had a really um, great boss when I was at Santa Monica High School. I don't know um, if he's still there, but I don't, I don't think so, Greg. He was awesome. He was a great principal. I loved him. I was a counselor at the time. And he always... I would do anything for him. Anything that he asked, I would do it promptly. And I would do it with diligence. And I would do it because I wanted to, because I knew Greg had my back all the time, no matter what. Something went down, Greg would be there for me. If I needed help, he'd be there for me. If I had a tough kid, he'd help me. If I wanted to get a kid into a certain thing, he helped me do it. I would do anything for Greg. I would never let a task that Greg asked me to do go undone. It was done diligently and it was done quickly and it was, it was done to the best of my ability because I had buy-in to Greg. He was awesome. That's how we want our kids to feel about us because we're the leaders in our house. We're the principals of our home. We are the bosses. And to run a good business, you have to cultivate a good relationship with people. Now, many businesses don't run like that. And then they have employees that really don't get their tasks done and don't want to do their tasks because the bosses don't value the employees. And I think this happens in our households. When we don't value our children or we're not treating them with value, often they won't do what we say. Now, there's always exceptions. You have the kid who's playing, you know, and he gets too engrossed in the play and he can't, you know, get out of it. Also, we're dealing with children. They're immature. They're not, you know, full adults that are employees that are going to, you know, completely comply. They're also not being paid, right, <laughs> to do things. So this isn't really a job. But I mean, let's just use that as a, a the, the bond idea, the idea that, you know, I was bonded to Greg, so I wanted to do do what Greg told me to do. And I was happy to do it. And we want to take some of that into our parenting. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise. When it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com. And use the code PEACE for 15% off today.
So if you have high connection, so you're really working on this connection piece, you will get more and better cooperation. Now, is it going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Asking kids to do things is one of the hardest things in parenting because it's always the hard asks, right? It's the brushing the teeth, doing the homework, coming in at curfew, going to bed, all the things that are hard that they don't want to do. Coming to the dinner table, stop playing, the transitions, all the things that that are difficult. No kid wants to do them. But if we're asking a kid to do it and we already have a relationship that feels tenuous, that feels, you know, that it's not doing too well, we're for sure going to get lots of pushback. So that's why connected parenting is so effective. When we work on the relationship, when we work on the bond, we do get more cooperation. You also can't just use connection in the cooperative moment, in the moment where you're trying to get them to do something. You have to build cooperation outside of those moments. And this is where consequences and punishments, again, play a huge role. If you're using consequences and punishments to get things done, like if you don't do that, then we're not having this. Or if you do that, then you can't have that. Then the kids feel manipulated and they might comply some of the time, but eventually they'll just start pushing back because they feel controlled and then they're not listening, especially your strong-willed ones. They're really going to push back. And so then you get into these like tete-a-tetes with kids because you're asking 7,000 times for them to do the same thing over and over. Please brush your teeth. Come brush your teeth. Let's brush your teeth. I asked you five minutes ago to brush your teeth. And by the seventh time, we're screaming and yelling and upset. That was me. So funny because I think I said in one of my sessions uh, when I was in my instructor training, I said, am I going to be talking about brushing teeth forever? And um, my instructor said, yes, you're going to be talking about brushing teeth forever. It's just one of those asks. And now not only do I talk about it, I talked about it for years with my own kids. Now I talk about it constantly with all my clients because we all struggle with these hard asks and brushing teeth is one of the big ones. And so how can we get more cooperation in general? And we do that through building connections. So are we using empathy, special time, play? Are we not using consequences, punishments, and bribes and all of those things? Because if we're using those things and we're using the connection pieces again, it's not going to work eventually. It's just going, we're going to have a lot of pushback. So we want our kids to cooperate and we want them to hear us. But how are we presenting to them with cooperation? Are we saying, oh my gosh, this bathroom's filthy. You got to come up here and clean it. That's probably, it's probably not going to get a child to come clean the bathroom. But if you make note, of how your kid's doing before you ask them to do something. Just really notice how they're feeling and you wait until they feel good in a good place. They're, they're humming along. They don't just have a fight with their brother or sister. And you really notice how they're, they're doing and you think, oh, they're, they're rested. They're fed. They're doing okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask them for that hard ask to clean the bathroom and I'm going to come close to them. And I'm going to come right up to them and say, oh, hey, honey, that bathroom's looking pretty messy. Should we walk up there and and, uh, clean it up? How you ask matters. How you're doing, how the child is doing matters. They're kids. We got to be a little bit sensitive to their little systems. It matters how your relationship is going. If you've just had a fight, probably not a good time to ask these hard ass. If you guys haven't been doing well, you would find connection first. Find some piece of connection to do with them before you make these hard asks. 
because that's going to make it a little bit easier. Can you do thumb wars? Can you play hide and seek? Can you hang out and do a video game with them? What can you do before you ask them to take out the trash? What can you do before you ask them to do their homework? What can you do to get connected to the kid who's maybe not that connected? So instead of saying, my child isn't listening, I think we should change it to, my child is not cooperating because they don't want to cooperate. And how do I cultivate the best loving relationship with them so they want to cooperate? Now, I have pretty good relationships with my girls. I still get kids who don't want to cooperate sometimes because guess what? They don't want to take out the garbage. And guess what? I don't either. Sometimes I don't cooperate with myself. Sometimes I tell myself, okay, you're going to go out there, you're going to clean the kitchen, you're going to take the garbage out, you're just going to do it because it needs to get done. And then you can you can have your tea. I incentivize myself. I, I came from that kind of family. So I'm still talk to myself like that. But I have goals, right? I'm going to do these things and and then I get out there and I'm like, oh, I'm just, I don't want to do it right now. I'm going to have my tea first. I'm going to sit here. And I'm going to do it later. Because uh, sometimes tasks aren't fun. We have to admit that to ourselves, that our kids aren't going to always just hop up, be Johnny on the spot and do every task that we ask. It's not, it's not going to happen. Also, you have to really be conscious of what are you asking your kids to do? You can only ask them so many things. They're not going to do everything for you. They're not living in the old days where kids did it all and they were, you know, the worker bees of the family. It's not how it is. So be mindful about what you're asking. How many things are you asking? What's age appropriate? What's developmentally appropriate so that you can be more successful in those asks? Okay. So remember my, my boss, Greg, and how much I wanted to do for him. And I did it because I felt good about our relationship. And let's get our relationship so good that our kids want to do the things that we ask and be realistic about that. They'll still be pushback sometimes. Are they not listening? Are they just not cooperating? Okay. Thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I'll see you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.